Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, of course, we're going to be previewing the game against the OKC Thunder. Can the Bulls keep up their winning ways? And we're also going to go over some players that the Bulls could look to at the trade deadline to help give this team a little bit more talent. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so the Bulls face the OKC Thunder uh, today uh, going down. So you know what that means. We're going to have our at least our halftime hangouts and postgame shows. I'm not quite sure about a pregame show on this one today, but we'll see about that. I still may find a way to get that done. Without that being said, with all that being said, though, um, the Bulls face the, the, the Thunder today. And uh, Goran Dragic and Javante Green are listed on the injury report. Uh, Goran is listed as doubtful with a stinger. And Javante Green is listed as, as probable with a lower back contusion. With uh, Gorn, do not expect Gorn right now. Um, you know, it, you know they're probably going to allow him, especially with the way that Co- that Kobe White is playing. They're probably going to allow Gorn to just sit and 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 rest up to make him to make sure that he feels as healthy as possible before he does get back on the court. With Javante, though, I think Javante is going to be more of a shoot a decision by shoot around. How his back's feeling at that time uh, could determine, and even we could very well see him maybe not play um, at the start of the game, but then maybe maybe come in in the second half if they need some energy things like that. And he's feeling pretty well i still we'll see when you know when he gets close to the game they may say he's available or not just because he's available doesn't mean they're necessarily playing him if they don't have to Derek jones jr surprisingly enough did not check in a minute um in in the milwaukee bucks game which was surprising because to me uh Derek jones jr has been playing pretty well for the chicago bulls so you know they may go go to him and he may you know surprise not really surprise he may uh you know Continue to show why he does deserve rotational minutes for the Chicago Bulls team if he does get a chance to play. But, you know, at the end of the day, I look at it as this. As long as Andre Drummond's back out there, yes, the Bulls still are going to play small at times. I don't want to make it seem like they're not. Um, But, you know, playing Derrick Jones Jr., playing Javante, uh, Kobe White's playing a little bit better. 
Um, there's, there's absolutely going to be, you know, we can, we can weather the storm of Javante not being out there, uh, even though his energy is needed. We know what he means and how he plays for this team. Um, but to see Derek Jones Jr. register a DNP in the last game, especially because Derek Jones Jr., while he's been on the Bulls team, has played the Bucks pretty well, right? Um, so, you know, at the end of the day is this. Next man up mentality. We all know that that's something that's carried through from last season is going to carry on to this season. It's going to be a thing for as long as basketball is around. So if Javante ends up not playing, do expect to see Derrick Jones Jr. Um, And so, you know, we'll see how that continues to go. But this OKC Thunder team is a team that we cannot overlook at all. While their record isn't isn't the best at all. uh, We know with the Chicago Bulls team, they can lose to anybody. We're also a team that's susceptible, especially if we let a player star goes off or God forbid their role players as well. And so right now. Now, looking at the OKC Thunder, uh, of course, it's all led by the the season that Shea Gilgis Alexander is having. He is averaging 31 points per game, putting up basically his best NBA season uh, of his career and, you know, just really showing that he's ready to go into that level of superstardom. So to say, and I would say if he was having this type of performance on a winning team, Shea Gilgis Alexander is putting together an MVP season. It's just because the the Thunder probably aren't going to win a lot of games. He won't be in contention for that but when you look at SGA stats 31 points per game 4.8 rebounds 6.7 assists a PER of almost 30 he's fifth in the NBA in overall efficiency rating that's that's amazing shooting a 38% from the three-point range 51% overall from the field 1.4 blocks per game also is their point guard and almost two steals per game that is an MVP season at almost anywhere else if you're on a winning team if you're on a playoff team God forbid if the if the Thunder were one of the top three teams in the Western Conference SGA would be at the top of a lot of people's MVP ladder just because of that but because the Thunder aren't winning it's really not a chance of him being in there but the Bulls cannot allow SGA to beat them tonight. When you look outside of SGA, right? Yeah, they have other players averaging close to 15 points per game, but it's nothing amazing. After him, their next leading scorer is Josh Giddy at 14.9 points per game, and then Lou Dort at 14.4 points per game. Lou Dort having a, a solid season, and then Trey Mann having a huge bent season for them, but only averaging 10 points per game. Um, so, you know, this is a team that, can get hot and the Bulls definitely want to avoid that we know that we are one of the we allow teams to shoot such a huge three-point percentage and so right now the OKC Thunder are are 15th in three-pointers made on the season and they're 11th in three-point attempts per game you expect those numbers to rise some against the Chicago Bulls we typically see that with teams that we face right they at least get more attempts if the Bulls can continue to defend that three-point line a little bit better run out there play that solid defense we've seen in the last two games that focus defense they're still going to probably allow a nice amount of threes but we can do other things and rebounding is going to be hugely important in a game like this as well because with them probably going to take a lot of threes in this game at least like I said I would expect them to with that that means there's a lot of chance for a lot of long rebounds if we can get this team to rebound as a team like they did against the Boston Celtics um, we can definitely be in there hopefully I, I do expect us to have a much better rebounding effort as far as the discrepancy what we end up getting I think out rebounded by 14 in the Milwaukee Bucks game, I believe. Again, I'm going off memory here, so I may be a little bit off on that one. Um, but we, we, 
the Bulls have to rebound well in this game. There's going to be an opportunity for them to get a lot of rebounds if the Thunder aren't hitting that three-point percentage at a huge clip. But outside of that, they're going to make they're going to take a lot of attempts. You just know that the Thunder are going to take a lot of attempts. Uh, right now, the Thunder are 14th in the league in rebounding as well. Not too far off from the Bulls, or the Bulls are 19th, but there's only like a 1.3 uh, rebound differential between the two teams. So, Andre Drummond and Vooch are definitely going to be important in a game like this as far as defending that three-point line. I'm sorry, uh, getting those rebounds. But we need another solid team rebounding effort. The Bulls are a much better team when they're rebounding like that in those ways. So we want to see that from the Chicago Bulls as well. But this is going to defense. Defense, defense, defense. The Bulls need to keep up that defensive intensity. One thing that we see with this Bulls team, when they're because they can score. DeMar is, gr yes, great. Hopefully we get a really good game from Zach Levine as well. But, um... This team needs to, the first thing I'm looking at is defense, especially Io, Alex Caruso. How do they maintain Trey Mann, Shea Gilgis, Alexander in this game? Like, I'm not expecting Io to come in and shut Shea down, right? Because of the way in the season that Shea's having, it's hard to shut players down like that. Not to say it can't be done, it's just hard and rare that when a player's having that type of scoring groove and they're averaging over 30 points per game, um, it, 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 gets, it gets a little bit difficult to do that at times. So you want to see the Bulls have that solid defensive effort. The point of attack defense is going to be hugely important for this team as well when you look at just what 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 they're what they're going to try to do so if we can keep Shea Gilgis uh um, Shea and then uh Josh Giddy both um you know not necessarily shut them down but keep them having inefficient games or even if Shea goes off and we kind of stop everything else when you look outside of this yes all the the Thunders starters are averaging double digit points right so that's not going to come in uh, easy as that uh, at, at all but we can maintain some things. These are not like sh lockdown shooters or, or anything by any means except Shea. This team can defend this team well. They have a lot of length on this team as well, but they're not the best defensive team. Uh, the OKC Thunder, while they're ranked fifth in offense in the NBA, which is crazy, we got the top one of the top five offenses in the league. They are they are twenty ninth. In defense, that is that is almost the, the the dead last in the NBA as far as defense. So we definitely, definitely can can get this team um, on their offensive end. But the Bulls have to be locked in defensively. This is a team that can score fast. Um, they can they can get out and score in spurts early. We don't want to allow that. Right now, also their center who. I, I always murder their center's name, so I'm not even going to try to say it. AP is what I'm going to call him. Uh, right now, he's averaging three and a half three-pointers per game. He's hitting that at a 42% clip. So we have to look out for that because that may draw uh, Nikola Vucevic outside where he's 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 on the perimeter guarding a little bit more. But again, he's not. it's not like he's averaging a huge amount of that. The Lou Dort-Patrick Williams matchup is going to be fun to watch as well because Lou Dort is having a really good season for him when you look at the, the, the uptick in the scoring and things like that. He's still not the most efficient player, and this is also, even though he's their starting power forward, this is a matchup that Patrick Williams is going to completely have the size advantage. You look at Lou Dort, he's 6'4", 215 pounds, starting at the power forward for the OKC Thunder. Patrick Williams outweighs him, has more length than him, has more size than him. This is a game in which... Hopefully, Patrick Williams makes them pay for Luke, if Luke Dort guards him straight up, which is probably going to happen because you look at this OKC Thunder team, they're definitely going to try to do some similar things that they did uh, that that uh, that uh, Milwaukee and Boston tried to do against DeMar. But 
if if Patrick Williams continues to step up, hits his shots, takes shots confidently, takes players off the dribble like we've been seeing him do lately, this is going to be definitely a matchup that Patrick Williams can win, and we could see another really good two-way game from Patrick Williams. Now, Jalen Williams, again, this is a player that I wanted the Bulls to draft. Uh, I'm not even going to lie there. Um, but, you know, Jalen Williams having a solid season as well for the, uh, for the OKC Thunder. He's averaging 9.9 points per game. I rounded it up to 10 when I said OKC Thunder, all their starters are averaging 10 points per game. But he's averaging 9.9 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, 2.7 assists. But he's having a really good defensive season. So, you know, we'll see. I don't know if they're what if they're going to leave the rookie out on the island against um, DeMar DeRozan. We could see them move uh, Lou Dort to guard DeMar DeRozan. And if that does happen, you still have Jalen Williams, who's 6'6", 195 pounds, a little bit larger. He's going to be on Patrick Williams. But Patrick Williams can still take advantage of that matchup. How that 3-4 that matchup works for the Chicago Bulls on the, and the OKC Thunder could end up being what determines this game in a lot of ways. So we'll continue to look out for that. Um, but the Bulls have more than enough firepower. We know what we can do, especially when we get rocking and rolling. Um, but the Bulls can't overlook this team. The one thing that's been the Bulls Achilles heel this season if we're pointing to one thing is they play down the competition they lost a lot of games against teams that we expected to come into the season and beat magic game being a perfect example of that this team has to keep up that that intensity throughout four complete quarters and if they can do that if they do that right if they can make that happen it really changes things for the Chicago Bulls in a lot of ways. So I want to see the Bulls have a have a solid game against us. I want to see them come in and perform well. I want to see Zach Levine as well have a solid game from start to finish. He had a good first half against the Milwaukee Bucks. We all know what that second half can be. Also, looking at what Kobe Kobe White's been doing. I almost said Kobe Williams. I don't know why. Look at what Kobe White's been doing as well. Him having one of the no, him having the best game of his season so far um, against the Milwaukee Bucks. How does he build off that? Seems like. Gordon is not going to be playing, so we know Kobe's definitely going to be in the rotation in the lineup. How does he continue to now build off of that? Does he start building some confidence, some some um, some uh, experience the thrill of March Madness? If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Consistency. If Kobe can start doing that thing and that carries over into this game against the OKC Thunder, listen, I've said it before. When Kobe White's scoring that way off the bench, even if Zach Levine's having off-shooting night and only chips in 18, 19, 20 points, rather than the 25 we want to see, 25 to 28 that we want and should be used to seeing from Zach Levine, a Kobe White that's coming off the bench, keeping up that scoring pressure, hitting the shot at a decent clip, now putting the ball on the floor, solid weak side defense, passing the ball better. It really does help this Bulls team a lot if Kobe White's going to be more consistent. Also, Alex Caruso. One thing with this, we should absolutely be able to outclass the bench of the, of the OKC Thunder. And if our bench, if Caruso, Kobe, Javante, if he plays, Derek Jones Jr., um, Andre Drummond, if, th- if these players play well, um, then I, it, it, we're in a completely different level than the OKC Thunder. Yeah, we haven't played that consistently over the season, right? We have not done that consistently, but we know that we have that capability of doing it. So hopefully, this is going to be another win um, for the Chicago Bulls that they play good in, and we see the, and we watch this whole game, and we see a complete game from this team. And if they do do that, if they can do that and come in with that energy. The Bulls can definitely win this game. I'm still, I'm not going to say it's easy when you have teams that's um, that strength plays into the Bulls' weaknesses, and that's three-point shooting and three-point attempts. I'm not going to necessarily call it an easy win or call for the win, but the Bulls definitely can be in this game, can win this game, and hopefully should win this game as well as we try to get over 500 over the course of this road trip. Let me know what you guys think down below. But let's go ahead and move on. I also wanted to talk, as we near the trade deadline and as, as trade rumors for the Chicago Bulls, Keep kind of coming up with different players. I want to talk about some players that I would not mind the Chicago Bulls targeting um, as we go forward um, and get to that trade deadline. Again, I still am of the mindset, let me be clear here, that the Bulls are less likely to make a major trade. Some of these trades involving moving uh, pieces that I don't think are necessarily going to be moved, but there's still targets that if they did decide to move on, that I would not at all mind seeing uh, be on the Bulls' radar. And actually, one of these players is a player that I'm actually doing a flip on that I didn't want last season, but with their play this season and things like that, that I'm kind of more so of the mind that, uh I wouldn't necessarily hate it if they did do it. So let's go ahead and go. First is Drake is Jay Crowder. Now I think everybody understands why. Um, but the thing that's always been with the Jay Crowder thing is I, I think a lot of things factor into a every team. I think I think just by the way that it's gone, the the way that the trade talks is there just have not been some solid rumors on teams being willing to trade for Jay Crowder. I do think that he is a buyout candidate, especially the Suns just need to move off that. And so if that's the case, I would definitely love to see the Bulls go after him in the buyout market. But I do still think he could be a trade target for the Chicago Bulls by the trade deadline. If this team does kind of come out of this road trip, um, look better in the month of December uh, throughout the month, and it just seems like they're just missing something off the bench 
minutes to kind of get them over the top. I could see them pulling the trigger on a, on a, on a uh, trade for Jay Crowder. The next two on my list are two players that I've talked about very heavily overall, but these would, and Jay Crowder wouldn't necessarily come in a major trade, right? I do think that it would probably take Kobe White, but, you know, it depends on how you view Kobe White in his future. I, for one, am still kind of, I'm, I'm weird about trading a player that's as young as Kobe for a player as old as Jay Crowder, especially when they could potentially get him on the buyout market. So that's kind of why I don't expect that deal to happen. But if they were to do it, I would kind of understand it. I just, I don't expect it. Now, the next one up, Jordan Clarkson. When it comes to Jordan Clarkson, I don't care if he give up Kobe. I don't care if you have to throw in Tony Bradley. Jordan Clarkson is honestly the type of player that even if the Bulls considered, consider throwing in that Portland Trailblazers pick, while the the Bulls do need as many picks as they can that they can hold on to because we gave up, like the way that I look at it, we gave up our own first round pick for this year. If we end up getting Portland's, which would be outside the lottery, I'm not mad at it, right? But Jordan Clarkson is putting together such a good season. And there has been some rumors in and out on if the Utah Jazz, I think the most recent one said that the Jazz are not really considering moving uh, Clarkson or uh, Laurie Marketing, which the Laurie thing kind of makes sense. Um, but if they do decide to do that, I would not mind the Bulls being in talks, if even if it did take that Portland pick. Jordan Clarkson is such a good scorer, and we know what he can. Former sixth man of the year can be the, what I what I want and hope and think Kobe could turn into. I just don't know if that timeline has run out with him becoming a restricted free agent this season. Jordan Clarkson already is. And so the, everything that I said earlier in this episode about what Kobe could be for the Bulls and how he could change the dynamic of this team, if he is consistent, if he learned to play consistent, you can you can throw all of that right towards Jordan Clarkson immediately because he is consistent. He's a veteran. He knows his role. He understands he can fit in to any system. You look at like the way that Goran Dragic pushes the break with Jordan Clarkson, who's a who's a a three level scorer in many ways. I would absolutely go through the moon if the Bulls, uh, even like I said, even if it did take that first that first pick, just because Jordan Clarkson is more of a realized version of what I want and think Kobe White could eventually turn into. But he's that right now, every step of the way, right that right now, right now in the season, averaging 19.3 points per game, four rebounds, four and a half assists, and a solid efficiency rating of 15.63. Jordan Clarkson, 6'4", 194 pounds. He can also play some point. We wouldn't really need that on this team. Now, the thing with that is, is uh, so far on this season, he's averaging 31 minutes per game. He's definitely not going to get that for the Chicago Bulls. But when you look at his uh, years of being a six man, he's this is his first year starting for the Jazz. He's fluctuated between like 26 to 24 minutes per game. That is a role that I think we can definitely fit him in more. And when he does that, he's still a 16 to 18 point per game score, even with that minute decrease from 31 minutes per game. He's a 34% on this season. He's 37% shooting from the field, 34% from his uh from his career shooting from three-point range, I'd say. This season, he's, sh he's shooting 43% overall from the field. That matches his career number at 43.9%. That is a player I would not mind at all coming into the Chicago Bulls. But I'm also going to go to his teammate. And that's Jared Vanderbilt. Now, this is a player that I would absolutely not mind. When you look at his age, right? When you look at his age, when you look at the skill set that he has, even with Patrick Williams playing better, I do think that Jared Vanderbilt could be a player that he can play some three. He can play some four. Um, he can be that that kind of that all-around just wing player for the Chicago Bulls coming off the bench. He's 6'9", 214 pounds. He's only averaging eight points per game, uh, eight rebounds per game, though, 2.9 assists per game. But he also is just 
a player that just gets it done. He's a starter, but he's only averaging 24 minutes per game. He shoots the ball overall from the field at a 55% clip. He's a 58% from the field field goal shooter for his career. And then from three-point, he's shooting 36%, the highest of his career so far this season. This is also the first season of his career where he's a volume. Well, I really still wouldn't call it volume. He's averaging the most three-point attempts per game that he ever has in his career. But he's still only taking about two, two-and-a-half, three-pointers per game, hitting that at a 36% clip. So Jared Vanderbilt is absolutely a player. Now, he's a former second-round pick, but he's absolutely a player I would look at. And again, this is another thing where some Bulls fans, a lot of Bulls fans actually are very interested in Jared Vanderbilt. But again... He's not really doing much more than Patrick Williams. He's just he's more consistent. I do think he has more of that dog in him. I would love to see Jared Vanderbilt come to this team. I don't think he would take the starting position from Patrick Williams, but we could see it fluctuate between those two. But Jared Vanderbilt, his ability to play the three, his ability to play the four, and that defense, that defense, I would love it. If the Bulls can work out something to where it's like Kobe, um, maybe you'd have to throw in DJJ as well, and then uh, that, that Portland pick. Not necessarily against that at all. Now, the next two trades that I'm going to talk about, the next two players that I could talk about are very pie in the sky. This is only this is only in the case if the Bulls decided to move on from Nikola Vucevic, which I do not expect. Let me be clear here. I do not expect this, but if the Bulls were to say by the trade deadline, let's take advantage of Nikola Vucevic's expiring contract, these are two players that I would like to see them target in place of that. And that's Jakob Porto. Uh, from the San Antonio Spurs, very different center than Nikola Vucevic. Does not offer some of the things that Vooch does well. But when you look at the age, when you look at what he can do, when you look at the fact that he also cooks Vooch almost every time we play against him. Um, Jakob Porto is definitely a player that I would not mind at all. If, if again, if, pie in the sky, right? If the Bulls didn't move on from Nikola Vucevic. Still don't expect that to necessarily happen. But Jakob Porto is a, is a player that... Yes, he doesn't have the averages of Vooch, right? You're not going to get that. But keep in mind, fit is a definitely a thing. Sometimes change the scenery. Um, in 18 games so far this season, in 28 minutes per game, um, Jakob is averaging 13.1 points per game. He's shooting the ball at a 63% from the field goal range. He hasn't taken a single three. So we lose that whole dynamic of three-point shooting from our big. He's also 51% of, of a free throw shooter. He averages 10 rebounds per game, 3.1 assists, 1.1 blocks, and one steal per game. Much better defensive player also than Vooch. That's a player on my list. If the Bulls did decide to move Nikola Vucevic, again, not expecting it. And the last one, Miles Turner. I'm going to just say, Miles Turner. I would not mind the Chicago Bulls at all if they decided to move on from Nikola Vucevic. Now, there are some issues with, with Vuce. I mean, with, with Turner. As I've said before and as i pointed out, he's a player that doesn't pass the ball too well. He's kind of a black hole at times. Uh, I, I just look at Vuce and what his passing does mean to this Bulls team when we're on. But again, not a player that I'm that I'm looking at and saying, hey, if they decide if they were to trade this guy, it's a terrible pick. It's this, this, this. I'm not doing that. When you look at like Turner, he just he's a much better uh, three point shooter than Vooch as well, averaging 45 percent on that on three and a half attempts per game. He averages 18.6 points per game, only eight rebounds per game, one assist, 2.8 blocks per game, almost three blocks per game. From uh, imagine how that changes the complexity 
of the Chicago Bulls defense. While I don't say that Miles Turner is a lockdown defender by any stretch that some player, some fans try to make him out to be, Miles Turner is having the best season of his career, and he has shown me some things in the games that I've watched from them that made me kind of back down. Last season, I was completely against trading for Miles Turner. This season, while not, I'm not calling for a Miles Turner trade. If that isn't end up what happens, what happens, I'm not mad at it. Much younger than Vooch as well, almost six years younger than Vooch. He's only 26 years old. Not a player that I mind at all. But let me know down below, who are some players that you would not mind seeing the Bulls target in trades if they did decide to do it? I gave you guys some low-level trades, some mid-level trades, some, some trades that completely change the dynamic of this team as well. Let me know what you guys think about all that down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and a voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. And see Red tonight. It's game day. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.